Welcome to 10.5, the official podcast of the OPP Association. I'm Josh Jutras. And I'm Scott Mills. We are the Strategic Communications Coordinators for the Ontario Provincial Police Association in Ontario, Canada. And today we have a special guest for this episode, Gene Turner from the organization Serving with Pride. And our topic is Inspiring Change from the Inside Out. I'm really looking forward to this one, Josh. Uh, just for full disclosure, Gene and I are friends. In, in our in my previous life, before working at the OPP Association, I, I worked in Toronto Police and I was a social media officer. And Gene was doing the social media for the RCMP. So we got to be pretty good friends. So we're hoping this is going to be a fun episode as well as uh, very informative on a very important topic. The OPPA is the sole bargaining agent for the close to 10,000 uniform and civilian members of the OPP. And uh, we also serve the interests of our retired members and our families. And the goal of our podcast is to get the word out to our members and any member of the public about issues that affect policing in Ontario, and in particular, issues that impact the careers and lives of our OPP Association members. We're excited to have Gene Turner on the show for this episode. Since 2002, Jean has been a full-time civilian employee of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. She currently holds the role of Senior Communications Advisor for the RCMP in Ontario. And prior to that role, Jean was a Communications Specialist and Social Media Manager with the RCMP. Jean was also a Telecommunications Operator for the RCMP from 2002 to 2005. And we are interviewing Jean today in her volunteer role in strategic planning and communications for the organization called Serving with Pride. And welcome to the 105 podcast, Jean. Thanks very much. I'm so excited to be here and uh, congratulations on the launch of the, the podcast. I think it's an, an amazing forum. So congratulations on that. And uh, on another note, yes, Scott and I are good friends and so it just occurred to me that perhaps it wasn't quite wise of me to accept doing this podcast <laughs> well it's all about having fun gene uh, we'll just leave all of those issues there right <laughs> thank you thank you uh, so it truly is a pleasure to have you as a guest uh, you know getting serious here and uh, we've got a, a really good lineup here of of questions and the format here is Josh and I do rapid fire questions for you. And are you ready for that, Gene? Oh my goodness. Okay, yes, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, Josh is gonna take it off. All right, Gene, we'll start with an easy one here for you. Talk to me about serving with pride. What is what is the organization all about? Well, just a little bit of background. Serving with Pride was established in 2006. And way back then, the, uh, the original board actually met off-site meaning not at a police organization they were they were really kind of fearful of of being found out and in fact the original board a couple of the members signed the constitution anonymously with an x uh, because they didn't want to be outed as being part of uh, serving with pride um, uh, or being gay or queer so um, that's the history, and I'm happy to say that we've become we've come a long way since then. And uh, you know, today our board is made up of 11 folks who represent uh, you know police services across Ontario, including uh, OPP. Uh, you know, 
Toronto Police, RCMP, Peel Regional, um, and we also have two new new youth members, uh, which we've just uh, introduced this year, who are bringing some amazing ideas and talent. Um, we also welcome Stephen Reed, who is a board member of for PAO. So uh, our our board is extremely diverse, and we really intentionally uh, set out to to ensure that divorce uh, diversity was represented. So we have Indigenous, Black, um, uh, Asian, queer, lesbian, you name it. We uh, we we have representation, so we're very pleased and proud of that. That's awesome, Jean. Uh, I know that the OPP Association uh, was the first police association of, in Ontario to have had serving with pride at their head office for training. And I was just wondering if you could tell us about that specific training and what you would like to see moving forward for the serving with pride training strategy with police associations. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're, you're right. Um, OPA was the first association to take our training. And I think that was about, oh my gosh, you're making me have to remember. I think it was about four years ago. I could be off. Uh, and at that time, we had what we called our 2SLGBTQ 101 training. And it was it was an all-day training program. We were there at uh, OPA headquarters uh, and trained a whole group of, of people on the terms and definition, a little bit of history uh, related to... Um, um, queer and trans people. Uh, yeah, it was an excellent day, excellent group, uh, as I recall, and, and kudos to OPA for, for picking that up. Um, uh, we do have a new training program. Uh, it's an awareness and practices for police, law enforcement, and criminal justice professionals. And uh, it too goes into some history and some language and terms, uh, gender identity, transgender, two-spirit, intersectionality. Uh, but we also have uh, a lot of the afternoon is filled with some uh, really good case files related to police and the 2SLGBTQ community. Uh, and we, we felt that was important because we want police to really have a look at some of the operations that they've done in the past and what they can learn from them so that they can, uh, you know, provide service to the 2SLGBT community, uh, a sensitive service and protect them and do all of those those good things that police should be doing. So uh, it's, it's an excellent program as far as I'm concerned. I'm a little biased. Um, uh, and yeah, we would encourage absolutely uh, all police services, associations, uh, and corrections, criminal justice professionals to, to hit us up for some training. And uh, I, I do remember that one uh, quite well. I believe it was about four years ago. And uh, it was a really, really informative, a really great training session that you put on at the office for us. So hopefully we can, uh, we can have you back for this new one uh, at some point in the near future. Awesome. That's great. And thanks for the feedback. Uh, Jean, in the lead up to this podcast, when we were doing our prep, you had flagged the independent civilian review in missing in persons investigations. 
That review, uh, which began in September 2018, and the report, which was submitted on April 9th, 2021, and we know that you had a media release out urging police services to read and to implement all the recommendations in that report. What has happened since then? Have you seen any feedback on that? Has there been any action on that? Yeah, so, yeah, thanks Thanks for that question. Uh, and first of all, I'd like to say uh, thanks to OPA for sharing that media release. Uh, your support obviously has been long going, and we, we really do appreciate your continued support in sharing those important messages. I'd also like to highlight, too, that um, the Ontario Association of Ch- Chiefs of Police, through their EDI executive committee sent out our media release to all chiefs of police in the province as well. Uh, So we, again, I'd like to thank them for their ongoing support and any other police service that shared that media release. We felt it was important to put out the media release because when we read it, what we found was that there were so many common issues that we have seen uh, with police services across the board. And we just wanted police services to really have a good look at that review and to implement any recommendations that they that were applicable to them. Um, you know, EDI and providing sensitive and uh, important policing to the two SLGBTQ communities uh, and this report highlighted needs some work within policing and we really wanted police services to uh, you know make it a priority to ensure that uh, the service they were providing was the best one. Uh, I I actually haven't heard any feedback from any other police or from any police services as to whether they you know took that media release or our message to heart, uh, or whether they were reading, reviewing, and implementing as we had suggested. Uh, I'm hopeful that uh, police services are doing that, but I haven't uh, heard any feedback directly. Well, thank you uh, for bringing that topic up, uh, Jean. I think it's really important that uh, that this issue uh, be addressed. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that people that are listening to this podcast, hopefully that's going to make a difference. Um, I, I know we've had a lot of engagement uh, from people listening to this podcast that said, oh, you know what, I think I'm going to do something a little bit differently, or I'm going to share an idea with somebody and that's what this is all about is is getting the dialogue going so we very much appreciate your perspective on that gene our next question gene is um we understand that serving with pride has a gala and awards night and can you tell us about that yeah gladly uh so unfortunately because of the pandemic we we haven't had a a gala and awards uh well for a couple of years now which is which is disappointing to us, and we hope it's disappointing to to the folks that have came to our previous galas. But this year, we are planning uh, a gala and awards night taking place on October the 16th. Uh, We are still in the planning uh, phases right now. We put together a subcommittee made up of uh, members of our of serving with pride and so they have a lot of amazing ideas and and uh, great things are happening uh, we are doing it uh, kind of a, a hybrid of per- in-person and uh, virtual 
mostly mostly virtual for people in attendance. Uh, but the great news there is that we can have a lot of international participation. So we've built a lot of relationships um, through uh, attending the 2SLGBTQ uh, World Police Conference uh, and you know built other relationships uh, in the United States and in Europe. And so uh, we have a number of guests coming from those places as well. So it's really going to be, uh, uh, unlike uh, our previous Gallon Awards Night, um, uh, a, a really worldwide event. Um, and of course, we're giving away our three awards, which we uh, we will be opening up for nominations soon. So um, I hope everyone will consider uh, nominating someone for those awards. We have three uh, awards, a visibility award, an ally award, and a youth award. So uh, you can visit our website to get the information on how to nominate those excellent find folks out there who do who are doing great stuff. Jean, Serving with Pride has a has a documentary. Uh, I saw just uh, recently at the end of June, you had a limited audience for Coming Out Cops. And we know a lot of effort's been put into this, uh, a lot of production, a lot of interviews of people. Can you tell us a little bit about the documentary, uh, why you created it, and uh, what are the plans for the documentary going forward? Yeah, for sure. Thanks for that. Um, uh, first of all, Serving with Pride is a partner. Uh, it's not our documentary. It was actually, uh, it came about uh, as a result of an idea from Sandra Sparling, who works for Ottawa Police Service. She had a conversation with Patty Ritzinez, who uh, is recently retired from Toronto Police, and uh, uh they sat around and talked about the possibility of creating a film and so then they came to to me and you know I recruited a couple of other people and uh, away we went and and who knew that you know a few cops could actually make a film but we we did it um, we, at, we started filming in 2019 and we just finished this year. And so, you know, during that time, the earth kind of shifted a couple of times. First, of course, was the pandemic. The second thing was the worldwide response after uh, George Floyd. George Floyd was murdered, which really changed our audience. And as producers, uh, it changed the way that we wanted to present the story of coming out cops. We recorded approximately 1,500 minutes of video and had to scale that down to 47-minute final version. Uh, interviewed about 24 people, many of whom don't appear in the final cut, but really were instrumental in the way that, um, you know, the, the film kind of evolved. Uh, so it, it really, what we, hope, what we hope is that the film bridges the gap um, of understanding between 2SLGBTQ police, uh, police services, and the queer and trans community, as well as Black, Indigenous, and other vulnerable people. We're really hoping that uh, people have a look at this film and it really makes them think uh, about how they are interacting with the world around them. So we're very proud of this film. It's been a labor of love for, for all of us and uh, we're so excited to be able to start to get it out. And just to note, it was also an official selection of the Canadian Diversity Film Festival and the Markham International Film Festival. So we do look forward to uh, 
seeing that very soon. I also give a shout out there to Aaron Sheedy uh, of the uh, yeah. National Police Federation. I what was Aaron doing with all all that uh, documentary, Gene? Well, Aaron and I, uh, as he in his previous life, he he's an RCMP police officer, and so we have worked together on several um, several productions or, or several projects and he he owns his own production company dff productions and so uh you know when patty and uh, sandra came to me with the idea their first question was who the heck can we get to to film for us and i said you know what i know the perfect guy and uh so we contacted aaron and he uh he jumped on board right away and yeah that's that's how aaron uh came into the picture and thank goodness for him because uh we couldn't have done it without him for sure a lot of good people doing a, doing a lot of good work and uh thanks to everybody for doing that gene we're very grateful for the work that that you and Serving with Pride do on an ongoing basis. We, it's very evident this is a labor of love and it's it's very worthwhile and very needed. And uh, so we, we thought that we took a good look at the Serving with Pride website in preparation for our podcast today and we saw the FAQ section and we thought that it would be a good way to end our podcast with kind of our Josh and Scott rapid fire questions with your FAQs just to, to get 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 the FAQs out there and uh, this is kind of what what the organization's all about and are, are you up for that Gene? Yeah I, I am for sure. Rapid <laughs> fire right. away. All right Josh is up first. <laughs> all right Gene why is a 2SLGBTQ plus peer support network so important? Oh, okay. Well, I I think that the most significant catalyst for change in someone is to know that they are not alone and that there are others in their corner encouraging and supporting them uh, for their personal growth, for their professional growth. And so as, as part of serving with pride, uh, you know, we share lessons learned, we listen to one another, there's an opportunity not only to be a catalyst for change, but to advance in your own personal and professional development. So uh, that alone, uh, uh, I, I think, is probably one of the, the most important things for or, or ideas for having a, a, a peer support network. Gene, what makes Serving with Pride different from any other uh, 2S LGBTQ plus peer support network? Well, there are uh, police services who have internal support networks, and we encourage that uh, very much, and that's great. But the, the one benefit that Serving with Pride has is that because it's province-wide um, for police and criminal justice professionals, it's not tied to any one organization or service. So that means if you're part of an organization that doesn't have an internal support network, or if you're not comfortable with being out at your particular workplace or service, Serving with Pride can provide a supportive network of peers who understand uh, the systemic barriers and stereotypes uh, that, are unique, that are unique to police and criminal justice environments. 
So in that vein, if I'm a member of the law enforcement community and I am not out at my workplace, how can Serving with Pride assist me? We can provide a confidential support network of peers, uh, like I said previously, who understand the systemic barriers and stereotypes. And so in that, uh, you know, if someone were to contact us and they weren't comfortable being out at work, we can provide resources and education uh, and opportunities for participation at social events and learning events uh, that will allow them perhaps to feel more comfortable uh, and, and to advance uh, their personal professional growth. Um, it really is, uh, we have found to be a catalyst for change. I know personally, uh, people in my organization have contacted me uh, and I've spoken to them you know over the course of a year uh, until finally they they are uh, feeling confident and comfortable and safe to come out at work so uh, just just being someone as a resource as part of the network people get to know you and really do confide in you and we take that confidentiality very seriously and our goal is to 100 percent support that individual and in being who they are well gene I, I know we've had many conversations about this over time and uh um you know i i know you've shared with me that that there is a much greater understanding and acceptance out there if I'm already out and comfortable at my workplace, why would I consider joining Serving with Pride? Like I said previously, you know, one of the, the big benefits is that you are learning what's what's going on in the other police services and you're learning from one another best practices. So, you know, some services have had internal support networks or have had policies and practices, uh, you know, for longer than other services so we really do learn from one another uh it it also is it becomes a social experience so um you know police officers are tend to be a very tight-knit group and uh the same is true true for the the trans and queer community so uh together we can sort of tackle all of those barriers uh that exist can policing or criminal justice students join Serving with Pride? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, young folks bring really valuable perspective and experience that's beneficial to achieving our goals, and uh, it's, which is one of the reasons why we've actually introduced two youth board of direct uh, members uh, on our board of directors. So their participation is is encouraged not only because they have a lot to offer, but once they graduate uh, and start working in their chosen career in policing or law enforcement, they will be able to bring to their workplace an awareness uh, and expectation of equality that uh, others may not, may not have had in the past. As a member of Serving with Pride, uh, would I have to do public speaking or appear in public? <laughs> uh, you certainly will be given the opportunity to appear at public events, especially our training uh, and, and our gala is, a, is another good example. However, there's no expectation that you have to speak or appear in public at all. Uh, you know, we allow our board members to, to determine how much or in what way they would like to contribute or participate based on their own level of comfort. 
Gene, I don't identify as a 2S LGBTQ+, but I am a strong ally and supporter. Can I join Serving with Pride? Absolutely. Allies are instrumental and are welcome to join under our active membership category. Uh, in fact, uh, Dina Peden, who is a staff sergeant at Durham Regional, uh, she just left our board this year. However, she was a, a serving board member since 2015 until 2021, and she is an extremely strong ally. And uh, you know, we were we were grateful to have her on our board, and she was instrumental in the growth and uh, the evolution of serving with pride. So that's just one example of uh, how important uh, allies are to us. Thank you, Jean, for being our guest today. Uh, we are grateful for your work and for taking the time to speak with us today. And I uh, was wondering if you could provide us uh, with your Serving with Pride website link for our listeners. Well, thanks, honey. It was it was a pleasure to be here. And uh, <laughs> I, I really do. <laughs> I really do appreciate uh, you having me. It's uh, it, it, and again, this is my first podcast, so I hope I did okay. As far as uh, uh, the Serving with Pride website, we can be found at servingwithpride.ca, and so all of the information regarding training and our gala and and loads of other information is available there, including uh, how to become a member. So please do visit and uh, feel free to send us a, a message as well. Why did I know you were going to call me honey on your first podcast? <laughs> I couldn't let it I couldn't let it go. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, uh, Jean and I we used to be roommates and uh, we started calling each other honey, you know, I'm home honey. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's, it's been a really uh, really great having you on uh, Jean. Well, thank you very much. Thank you to both uh, Josh and you Scott. Thank you so much and Again, congratulations on the podcast. I think it's awesome work. Thanks, Gene. And that is our episode for this week. Until next time, this has been Scott Mills and Josh Jutris from the OPP Association. Our next episode drops next Friday. And you can reference all episodes on our blog at oppa.ca slash media. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe on the podcasting channel of your choice. And until next time, thank you for listening and be safe.